0: Hi, I'm Margie Namora, and welcome to the Dream Dinner Party. This is our brand new mini episode, which is going to be starting this week, and will sit alongside our main Desert Island Dishes episode. So don't worry, nothing about Desert Island Dishes is going to change. This is just a little something extra to entertain you, and I really hope you love it. Each week, I'm going to be talking to a different guest about their dream dinner party. They're going to be choosing four guests who can be dead or alive, anyone they like and they're going to be talking us through their choices and the all-important question of what their dream dinner party menu would be. This week's guest is Esther Corrin. It only felt fitting to have Esther as our first dream dinner party guest as she was my very first guest on Desert Island Dishes way before I had a single listener and so that felt like a very fun full circle moment. Thank you so much to Esther for being so generous with your time and taking a chance on me and my little dictaphone that I plonked on the floor between us goodness knows what she was thinking when I turned up Esther is a fantastic writer she's so witty and I just love her writing she has a brilliant Substack, which you should all subscribe to I will pop the link in the show notes so without further ado here is Esther's dream dinner party
1: The way I feel about dinner parties has really changed with age. I absolutely love the idea of a dinner party and I really love getting ready for a dinner party. The actual dinner party itself I actually find really stressful and I spend quite a lot of time talking to my therapist about how my dream situation would be planning a dinner party doing all the cooking and preparing and decorating for a dinner party and then leaving <laughs> as soon as all the guests arrive. Isn't that awful? Well, so, uh, Esther, essentially you want to be a private chef. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But, I, do, but I, I want to only be beholden to myself. So I don't want to like cook for some weird, difficult, demanding person. I just, yeah. I want to cook for my friends and I want to like make a beautiful room for my friends. Mm. But then I actually find the actual act of the dinner party quite, quite stressful and oh, yeah. quite tiring. I'd love to like set up a dinner party and then just like watch everyone having a good time, maybe from the garden. <laughs> <if> that's bad. <laughs> I know. Keep I know through the have, glass. Yes, I, I, that would be great. <laughs> my, my therapist is weirdly fixated on this. I, I can't imagine why, Esther. That sounds very, very normal. <laughs> no, it's completely insane. Isn't it? But that is the way I feel about a dinner parties. I just I love preparing for them and I love it when they're over. But I when I'm in the middle of them, I find them quite difficult.
0: Yeah, hosting is quite a tricky thing, which we're, we're going to come on to. So Esther, welcome to your dream dinner party. You get to invite four guests. They can be dead or alive and you can choose anyone you like. So who are you going to invite to your dream dinner party?
1: Well, I was going to say uh, a, a famous scriptwriter. Um, a, she's a woman and she writes a lot of really excellent television shows. But then I listened to an interview with her and she's actually sort of quite dreary. Oh. And <laughs> Not very funny or interesting. And I think that is slightly the problem with thinking up with with kind of a dream dinner party situation because sometimes people who are sort of famously interesting or funny are not actually that interesting in real life. They're not very good company. So they might be creative, but they're not like very good performers. Like I always think when people say they'd want like Gandhi at their dinner parties, I think there's a real risk that he might show up and just be quite dull and complain about things like the parking or (laughs) so. I decided against the scriptwriter. Okay. Um, but I, and then I decided that I'm, my first guest is going to be Ruby Wax. Oh, yes. Because I really feel like Ruby Wax would be very, very lively and unpredictable and, but b- b- a very good guest.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent choice.
1: So my second and third dinner party guests kind of come as a teen, a duo, and they are um, <laughs> Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson. Yeah. Um, because I was a teenager in the nineties, you know, pre-internet, and the only comedy we had access to was what was on telly, and I just, I absolutely loved Rick Mail. I, I just loved his face and his sense of humour and his sort of mad energy. I, I mean, I was just really, really in love with him, and along with like Jim Carrey and Eddie Murphy, they would like they were like my dream men um and my mother was always very into humor and comedy and i've got three sisters and it was like a constant kind of who can make mum laugh thing i think it's made me quite an immature person (laughs) but anyway (laughs) Rick uh, Rick Mail was my favorite, my number one pinup. And Bottom, which was their 90s kind of stupid slapstick show, was my absolute favorite show. It made me cry with laughter. And I just remember being so incredibly excited in the five minutes before a new episode came on the TV. So I would just love for them to be in my house and when Rick Mail died in I think it was in 2016 I was just I really felt like one day I was going to meet Rick Mail and then he died and so this is like this is me this is my chance I think yeah. and then my fourth guest would be Camilla Long who mm. is uh, critic for the sunday times um and she's an old friend i've known her for a long time and she's just one of the funniest people i know and actually the amazing thing about camilla is that she's just very very good at making conversation with people and she's really interested in other people which most people aren't she's incredibly sort of direct and outrageous and she sort of stays late and has a good time and she'd really make sure that everyone got along with each other which I think is really important. Yeah.
0: With someone like Rick, having loved him for so long, are you nervous (laughs) at the idea of meeting him? Like, is he going to live up to the expectation, do you think?
1: I think there's a real risk that, I think with comedians, especially for one reason or another, I've met quite a lot of comedians and they can be quite prickly and unpleasant actually. So yes, there is absolutely a real risk (laughs) That he'd be like that, I think. I think if he wasn't having a good time, then he might let you know. But but Adrian Evanson would be there too, and I know that Adrian Evanson is a lovely person. I think Rick would just be so delighted to see his friends again that he'd behave. Yeah, I hope. and do you, are there any
0: like general topics of conversation that you envisage you're all going to talk about together? Or
1: famous people only ever want to talk about tax? Oh, they only ever <laughs> want to talk about sort of tax and who. Who they lost out on a telly role to. (laughs) It's a good point, actually. I might might have to kind of write down a list of things to talk Mm. about, you know, make them all be funny. Yes. Um, Not just talk about their agents and their tax and boring things like that. In terms
0: of the seating plan, have you thought about who
1: do you most want to sit next to? For some reason, I've got in my head that Ruby Wax would be at the head of the table. Um, And then Adrian and Rick, I had next to each other down one side, but maybe they'd behave really badly if they were sitting next to each other like naughty children at school. Then I think maybe they should be separated. And sitting I, like on opposite sides, mm. and then Camilla and I would be like down. The, but I'd have to be on the side of the kitchen so I can get up and down and do stuff. Yeah. Do you do
0: that thing where people change seats during the course of the dinner party, or are you sit- mm-hmm. you're sitting where you're sitting?
1: No, I find that people are very resistant to that sort of caper. (laughs) Unless you've got a lot of people. If you're having a dinner party with like 12 people, then getting up and moving around one, I think, is a really good idea because you can be stuck with really boring people, can't you? And desperate to get away from them. Um, But I think that with a small number and with such lively people, I don't think we'll need to move
0: And then in general, how do you prepare for a dinner party? Will everything be prepared well in advance? Are you quite a laid back kind of host? No,
1: I am not laid back at all. I I plan dinner parties weeks in advance and I get everything ready way way too early and i really run myself ragged sort of clearing up the everything i have been known to invite people round specifically to force me to deal with piles of junk in the kitchen otherwise i'd never bother um so i really go sort of crazy my husband always says i don't make enough food which i think is probably right actually but my husband like, i always feel like he makes way too much but it all kind of gets eaten in the end so i think i'm probably the wrong here but i think on this occasion for my these particular guests in my mind i've got the downstairs of my house filled with a load of like lush green plants and everything draped in a lot of white linen i don't know why i think maybe i'm thinking rick is in heaven and this is what heaven might look like with a lot of foliage and like white linen and stuff although I think Rick and age would might end up like smashing everything up and like taking over the plants or something I don't know but in my head I've got that would be my my dream room would just be like draped in a lot of linen with like lots of like green plants but generally speaking I am very uptight for a dinner party I'm not relaxed Ever. I wish I don't believe no, that <laughs> I wish I was one of those, my friend Henry Dimbleby, who's started, who right, works in kitchens, Yeah, you know, he's a cook. If you go around to his house, like he's got most of it done, but he's always like cooking and talking to you as he does like the last bits of it. But he, he's just, very good at that kind of thing and I would get really stressed if I was having to kind of chop things up and talk to someone at the same time I once actually cut the end of my finger yeah. off while I was cutting something up talking to someone not like the whole of it but like I took a big chunk out of my finger because she said something and I went what well, really and like I just cut the end of my finger off and it was just really anyway so that gives you an idea of how bad I am at, like, cooking and chatting at the same I can't really do that.
0: And what time have you invited everyone for? And then importantly, what time do you actually want them to arrive?
1: Well... I've got to say, I would have my dinner at 5.30 if I could. So I just love eating early and I get really, really tired in the evenings. And I always have done, like before you think I'm just an old lady, I've always, always woken up really early and just got really tired in the evenings. So I would invite people for 6.30 and then I would text everyone and say, I really do mean 6.30, by the way. I don't mean like 6.30 for seven or 6.30 for eight. I mean like, ring the doorbell at 6 30 late okay. people really stress me out
0: I think it's good to be specific
1: yeah very much so because the thing is I'm always really early as well and when people if, well the very few people who invite me around for dinner they say oh 7 30 for eight and I mean like do you mean that Wh- because what does that I mean at 7 45 like I will split the difference or yeah. if you say I'm at 7 30 I will be there at seven and my husband and I have a joke where it says 7.30 on the invitation and the, we ring the doorbell at 7.30. We're always the first ones to arrive.
0: Now, I would appreciate a text message saying this is actually the time that I would like you because I am i feel like I'm the same as you in that regard. So it's now time to serve drinks and perhaps a little nibbly something when people arrive. What are you going to serve?
1: Well, I absolutely love margaritas. I love a classic or Tommy's margarita, which is um, two parts tequila, one part Cointreau and one part uh, lime juice. And if that feels a bit too much like rocket fuel, you can do a reverse margarita, which is two parts lime, one part Cointreau and one part um, tequila, which is still quite strong. And then lots of salt around the rim. I've tried to make a spicy margarita, but I've never quite got the hang of it. So margarita with a lovely salty rim and a wedge of lime on the side I love and I actually think everyone loves them to be honest with you and if you serve them in winter as well that's your week's dose of vitamin c right there (laughs) <laughs> so I would definitely have a snack, but it would be something quite small, like a chili corn or, you know, something, something small. Yeah. Some spicy nuts. Yeah. Spicy nuts or something, which you, you can make them yourself. And you can make chili corn. I went through a phase of making chili popcorn, which is really super delicious and doesn't really fill you up. So it's popcorn. So you pop popcorn and then over it, you do um, salt, parmesan, and um, just any old kind of chili powder you know just sort of like red chili powder and you sprinkle it over and you toss it around and it's delicious and you don't like you still want your dinner after it you know so that's what i would have okay that sounds
0: like a perfect start you're sitting Mm -hmm. down and it's time for the starter what are you going to serve
1: well, once I'd started thinking about margaritas and lime, then I went directly to ceviche, which is my other absolute favorite thing. So it's chopped up um, white fish. It can be any white fish. It's haddock and squid or cod or, um, you know, sea bass if you're feeling fancy, sort of anything like that. So then you kind of, you you soak the fish in, in the kind of the citrus um, and then you serve it with... Um, chopped fresh chili and coriander. Some people do it with mango and avocado. I tend not to, I tend to keep it kind of, just kind of plain like that. And then you can sprinkle over some more fresh chili and stuff over it. And then you have it with um, tortilla chips. I sometimes wonder like if in my body, I'm like a very alkaline person because <laughs> I crave like sour things so much. I will never say no to a margarita and I will never say anything, no to anything made with any kind of lime. So it's very, quite lime heavy, but it's also, nobody, nobody doesn't like ceviche. Ceviche is the most delicious thing in the whole world. So that would be my starter. So
0: good. Okay. Moving on to the main
1: course, what are you going to have? Well, continuing on a theme, I would probably have some kind of spicy, like a taco. You get a tortilla or something and then you put some chili in it. And then that kind of combination of like a chili con carne and a guacamole and a sour cream and then something crunchy like a slaw or a salsa or like lettuce or something like that. And then kind of rolled up. I think it's quite sort of fun to have something not plated so I think sometimes at dinner parties, people feel like they're trying to recreate a restaurant experience, which just really isn't the case. You know, you're, people are in your home. So it's like home cooking. Mm. Um, and I think that anything that's kind of plated up just stresses the host out even more than anything else and I think people do feel a little bit tense in other people's houses sometimes and to make them feel even more tense with this kind of like delicately plated thing of food makes the whole thing kind of even worse so if you just had like big bowls of really good chili with like kidney beans in it and everything and then a guacamole and a sour cream and something crunchy and then everyone can just kind of make it however they want also it's quite a good
0: icebreaker sometimes isn't it to sort of ruby wax can you pass me the guacamole and it's sort of
1: you're like what. Is this stuff? I'm supposed to make it myself. She'd be like that.
0: Yeah. Actually, yeah. Ruby might not like the uh making it herself aspect.
1: But she would be like, she'd pretend to be a vegetarian just to be silly, I think, or something. And then Rick and Aid would be having a food fight, like already, I think.
0: <laughs> What's everyone drinking at this point?
1: I, I think everyone's still on the margaritas. Yeah. I think once you've committed to a margarita, switching to wine is. Borderline dangerous. Yeah, agreed. I think you would feel very, very ill the next day if you combine those things. Yeah, yeah. not very nice. Okay,
0: right. Well, it's already time for pudding. What are you going to okay. serve for pudding?
1: I would want something really mellow, like a kind of a rhubarb or a peach pudding in a, in like a ground almond base. Ooh. What do you call that? There's a word for that kind of ground almond base. The Yeah. That's it, exact. That's it. That's it. How do you make that? Is like ground almonds. Was it eggs probably butter, mm. and then you pour that into like a pastry case, isn't it? You pour it into a pastry case, and then just kind of cooked rhubarb or cooked peaches or something with lots of with just a lot of cream. Something really. I don't mean bland, but we've like just had all of that lime and spice and stuff, and I think what we need now is like something quite sort of mellow, not too sugary. Like puddings that are like way too sweet are a bit like that, yeah, can't they? So that's what I would have for dessert. Yum! Yeah, I'm, I'm actually
0: faintly drooling a little bit. I know that really does sound good. I think this dream dinner party is gonna have to become a reality. <laughs> At your dream dinner party, what happens after the food is all eaten? Is there more drinking? Are there games? Is there dancing? What happens?
1: Normally, I would say no games um, because I find them a bit kind of cringe. But actually, my friend Charlotte is actually really brilliant at after party games. She always wants to play kind of cards. But sometimes she does also do like quizzes and stuff, which are, which are actually really fun. And I shouldn't be such a kind of snob about them. I mean, generally speaking, it's quite difficult to get everyone away from the table once they're stuck in mm. and once they're drinking and doing a party game. So I'm actually just so overwrought and tired by 10.30. I kind of want everyone to leave. Yeah. And it's slightly embarrassing. Like people who know me really well, they look at the clock at 9.30 and they say, don't worry, we'll go at 10. And I feel I feel two things. I feel really crushed that they know that and that I've made it so clear that I just want everyone to go home. And I'm also really relieved. I'm just like, oh my God, thank God, you're actually going to go at 10 o'clock. It's a bad thing when you're sort
0: of on a different level. Like you've wanted a lovely dinner party and you want to see your friends and eat delicious food, but then you're done and someone else is ready for a really big night and they're sort of settling in. and
1: And people stay so late. Oh my God. Like we, I've had situations in dinner parties like over the years where people who've got, you know, no kids or slightly older kids, and they're just still there at one o'clock and you go I'm going to die but in my defense about the 10 p.m leaving thing or the 10 30 leaving thing is that some people do say I actually I'm actually really relieved because I just feel like you can't just turn up and eat and then and then go and I just go that's exactly what you can do I want your company because I love you for dinner and for some chat afterwards but then Everyone just gets tired and wants to go home. You don't have to stick around. I love that thing afterwards where everyone's gone and it's gone well and you just kind of tidy the kitchen and leave it all lovely and then kind of go to bed. But as it's Wick and Aid and Ruby Wax and Camilla, I think I'm going to have to like grow up a bit and stay up a bit late. And I've got to say... I know this is a bit of a cliche, but I think giving them all espresso martinis would be really, funny. Oh, yes. it yeah. would be really, it would be super funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I've just got to kind of dig in and let them stick around. I think the games would be funny, but my actual dream would be to put on the theme music to bottom <gasps> and dance around with everybody, which is not, I like, that's completely not me. But this is the thing. This is like, this is why Rick Mail and Adrian Emerson is so important to me is because they bring out like a really funny silly side of me that is quite suppressed and at the end of bottom if anyone remembers the tv program they were dancing around to the theme tune which is loads of like trumpets and it's a really silly song and they and i sometimes i sometimes i watch it on youtube and just and just laugh and laugh and laugh like i'm 12 years old again and it's just so funny and i would love to dance around my living room with them to the theme <laughs> tune bottom i don't think camilla would dance because camilla's quite grand but i think she would think it was funny she might video uh, it so you have a memory probably yeah, i mean we'd all have to be incredibly drunk but that's what the margaritas are
0: for exactly and esther the final question of all your dream dinner party guests who do you think you'd be most likely to keep in touch with i mean i know you've already said you're friends with camilla but of the, of the others.
1: I think being realistic, I think Ruby Wax and I would get on really, really well. I just think she's so brilliant and she's very, very um, honest and doesn't deal in platitudes uh, and neither do I. So I think in reality, she and I would get on really well. I get on well with Adrian as well, but I think Ruby Wax and I would be the ones to be WhatsApping each other at nine o'clock at night about something annoying WhatsApping each
0: other just before i go to bed at 9
1: p.m exactly the last thing i see is a whatsapp from ruby wax that would be fine
0: (laughs) oh esther that was your dream dinner party thank you so much for sharing it with us
1: thanks margie i feel so much better now thank
0: you so there we have it our first dream dinner party is over the food has been eaten and the guests have gone home I do hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you're subscribed to catch all episodes of the Dream Dinner Party and Desert Island Dishes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.